three, two, one, we're live. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is August 6th, 2019. Tuesday, August 6th, 2019. My name is Gabriel Hernandez, and this is Kicking It with the King, episode 195. Welcome in, everybody from all over the globe. It is an honor to be here. Uh, it's a beautiful morning. Uh, bound to get hot later on. It has been hot the last few days and stuff like that, too. So, um, hope you guys are all staying cool. Hopefully, you're cool while you're listening to this podcast. You're in an AC room or you're in your car driving or you're, you're running or doing whatever the hell you need to do while you're listening to your podcast. I know people have podcasts for specific things. Like, you know, I listen to podcasts when I, quote-unquote, maybe go running or go to the gym. Um before I go to bed, you know, during your break, at lunch, during your time at work, I don't know, it depends on what you use your podcast for, man, but uh, it's good to be back, like I said, it is Tuesday, um, not that much going on, I mean, over the weekend, there was a lot of stuff that's happened, both in combat sports world and my own life, I got some exciting stuff to talk to you guys about today, as well as some breaking news, well, not literally breaking news, like, since I broke it last night, technically, but uh, I did did get some exciting things to talk about. Well, some exciting thing to talk about on today's show, and we'll go a little bit more in depth today. But before we begin, ladies and gentlemen, for those who don't know, for all the new listeners, for all the brand new people, the amount of people that have come on and supported the show and, and really, you know, showed the respect and, and, and support. I mean, from the MMA community to my own family and friends. Oh, not my own family, but like my own friends and, you know, supporters, close supporters to me and stuff. Um, we're real supportive, have been real supportive of the show. Uh, like I said, we're available on Spotify. We're available on iHeart, the major ones. Um, we're major. Are available on, you know, for Apple. You know, I have iPhone, so I use an Apple Podcast app that's automatically downloaded on my phone. You just click the link and it takes you right to it. Um and Android as well, too. Um, it's a little bit more difficult on Android because they don't have their own, like, basic podcast app like Apple does. But it's easy to access, folks. You can visit the website, anchor.fm slash show for the main site. The main site to have access to each and every one of the podcast episodes that I did record and have recorded. If you want to go back and listen to past shows, personally, I don't recommend it unless it's, like, a top-tier episode where I just dropped some complete knowledge, like some fight, some fight knowledge, you know, what I thought about a fight, maybe a fight breakdown or an interesting episode where I had a lot of guests or some shit like that. But other than that, for the newer people that have, you know, that, that I have, you know, talked to and met and, you know, tell them a little bit about myself and, you know, I, I do podcast, I do, I love to do podcasts. I do it, um, not as, not as a primary job. I just do it simply as uh, for the love of the sport, because as a martial artist and a spectator of the sport for almost a decade now, I mean, I've, I feel that it's necessary to want to, you know, build my own platform on top of sharing my thoughts on the sport and, you know, just breaking things down and just having things um, to talk about. You know, basically, um, what is it? You're basically, it's your platform. So whatever it is that you are into, you should you should talk about it. And that's, that's what we do here on this program. Like I said, welcome in, guys. It's going to be a great show. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's not waste any time with the lineup and what we've got today. I'm just trying to figure out how the fuck to turn it off. It's on my phone where it keeps going to the um, 
lock screen because like a certain amount of time has gone by without touching. I'm like, I don't want my shit to go to the lock screen if I'm using my phone. I'm like, have my phone literally in my hand as we speak and it's going to, uh, what is it, going to like lock, the lock screen. How the fuck do you do this? It's, it's 7.47 in the morning, folks. Um, and yeah, so I don't, uh, what is it? I say this every time we do an early show. Don't fucking judge me. It's too damn early in the morning for that bullshit. Let's go. So there's general. Control center, display, and brightness. Is that it? Night lock, one minute? Oh, that's why. I have it to where it turns off after a minute. Let me turn that to never because you never know what happens when you turn on the auto lock. I fucked up some things on my podcast because it went to auto lock before in the past. So I don't want to recreate history because, like, I don't know if anyone that has their own podcast or is listening to this or maybe can relate in a weird way. But if you've ever had a podcast and a good episode, like a damn good episode, you and you think you drop it or you you lose the audio, you lose a clip or something goes wrong, you recorded all the audio, everything's gone. That shit's happened to me multiple times throughout my career. And it's a upsetting thing. It hasn't happened recently. I'm just, I'm just kind of simply making a quick little point. But I was just saying, like, that's something that happened. And you know, that's why I said, like, I'm not gonna have my lock screen on or anything like that or anything of that sort. I mean, like, lock screen as in, like, I'm not gonna leave my phone somewhere. Someone gets it in my phone. I mean, the fact that it goes to sleep so quickly. That's the thing. That's the thing I don't want. But anyways, that's not important. Talking about my phone isn't important. Like I said, let's go back to what I was saying about the lineup. We got a great uh, lineup today. A lot to talk about, like I said. A lot of interesting things. Uh, some, you know, little touchy subjects and stuff um, based off of what's been happening in the last uh, few days and last couple weeks. But in the mixed martial arts world, we're solid. Um, like I said, we're going, going back to it's the first thing on the list, so I'm not going to dodge it or, dip or dodge or I can just read it off uh, line by line. But um, today's on today's episode, we'll talk about, obviously... Unfortunately, um, if you've heard it in the news, if you're uh, obviously if you're a social media uh, fiend or if you're just always on the phone and you're always in the news, you've heard about the recent shootings in um, our country within the last couple of weeks. I mean, it's like back to back to back so much. to. I mean, I've seen some tweet or something so much to the point where I don't even know which one is which. I'm like, which one is this? Is this one yesterday before there's another one? I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. This is crazy. It's insane. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about, um, you know, some of the things that were said, some of the reactions, personal reactions, just sitting back and thinking about every single one of those things. And, you know, we're not going to get too deep into it. Just going to offer the condolences and, you know, give my thoughts on on that and just, you know, personal things. Man, I think people should uh, shouldn't be afraid to go and enjoy their lives just normally because you never know when it's going to be taken. I mean, you could just be celebrating your birthday one day. Boom, you're dead because you're some some random heart heartless person comes in and decides to end it. I mean, slaughtering people, going in and firing rounds in on people. I mean, the Vegas massacre. I mean, there's a list of them. You can look it up if you really want to uh, be a history history geek about it. I mean, if you really want to look at the writings on the table, I mean, there's so much stuff that goes on to that, but we're not going to get into that. Um, obviously, last week... And UFC New York recapped or uh, wrapped, excuse me. Colby Covington defeats Robbie Lawler in a very, very emphatic, impressive fashion to once again defend America's uh, great winning championship belt. Make make the UFC welterweight division great again. No, I'm just kidding. Colby Covington defeats Robbie Lawler, like I said, and um, 
is in fantastic fashion. Um, I had a serious field day for that one. I enjoyed myself because of the fact that the world was against him in that one. And I just couldn't wait to see the faces afterwards because I knew he was going to win. I just felt like, you know, you can't stop that guy. He has some serious skills. I mean, there's no denying him. You hate him, like him. Maybe his ties to Trump is a reason why a lot of people don't like him. But, you know, I don't try to think about it in that sort of way. I try to go and think about it from a stylistic point. I mean, he, he, he does a great promo. I can't deny he has made me laugh. If you're making me laugh, then you're obviously doing something right. But, um, yeah, so he, uh, Colby comes in, obviously, uh, looks good against Robbie Lawler. I mean, if you remember the first round, Robbie came out like guns blazing. I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be a long night. And then when it came back to thinking about the fight and stuff like that, it was interesting to preview and to think about what could happen potentially. So we'll talk about Colby. We'll talk about the fights to make after UFC New York, both for Colby and for Robbie, because I have some interesting points to point out for Robbie Lawler and maybe some potential fights for him in the future. Because just to, just to really sum it up really quickly before I get to the rest of the lineup, is there's nowhere near, there's he's nowhere near done. I don't count the Askren fight too much because it wasn't like, it wasn't, it felt like it was it was a bad uh, stoppage. It was a weird fight. So it kind of like I said last week, we'll take that one back. Maybe this Colby fight was a really first time. You know, I mean, obviously he has a you know hasn't won a lot of his fights back to back most recently. But you know he's still Robbie Lawler. He still has a big name. He still has a lot of value. Still has a lot of marketability. Obviously showed that his chin's still there. I mean he's still a great fighter. Still imposing figure. Still a very dangerous guy and that can end a fight in any punch kick knee anything he decides I mean Robbie Lawler's a fan favorite and a lot of people still like to watch him fight so I don't think by any stretch of the imagination that he's anywhere near done he hasn't shown any signs of that obviously Colby's a tough fight for anybody and the way Colby fought was the way that I was expecting for him to fight and you know I thought that he did very well in executing every single one of those things and also you know you know once again proving his claim, staking his claim to be one of the best welterweights of all time. Does he have a date with Marty Usman next or otherwise Kamaru Usman? I don't like to say Marty. I was just listening to the Helwani show earlier, so I was hearing Marty a couple times. I mean, I heard Colby say it. I heard Ben Askren say it. So it's kind of like a little thing that's stuck in my head. So does Colby have a fight with Marty? We'll talk about that. Um, UFC return. I mean, UFC doesn't return. I mean, I think it's their first time, but going to Uruguay this pre, uh, this uh, this weekend, and that's headlined by women's flyweight champion uh, Valentina Shevchenko taking on Liz Carmouche in a rematch. Um, it's not noted, or I don't think there's any video, but if you don't know that they fought before, they did. The first fight was stopped due to a doctor cut. It wasn't really like a like. Uh, Liz Carmouche really, like, you know, absolutely beating the crap out of Valentina. It was a doctor stoppage because of, like, a nasty cut or some shit like that. So it was weird. It was a, it was back then. That's an interesting fight. We'll preview that. You guys know I'm head over heels for Valentina, both physically and stylistically. And, you know, well, I would say mentally and stylistically. I mean, visually, she's very, very attractive. She speaks more than one language. She likes guns. She shoots. She's a badass motherfucker. Her last win, head kick knockout over... Jessica I, I mean, she's one of the most well-rounded and most scariest, prolific finishers inside all of the octagon. I mean, if there's a woman to be reckoned with, a force to be reckoned with, that's not named Amanda Nunes, you got to go back, go down a couple pounds, maybe 10, 20 pounds down to 125, considering the fact that I said that because Amanda's a 135 and 145. So, I mean, Valentina is the 125-pound champion, had multiple successors, 
big fights, successful fights at 135 pounds too. But, you know, she felt that the move to flyweight was the move for her. So we'll talk about that amongst a lot of other things too. What do I think about Colby versus Usman? That will be the final thing. Well, we're kind of going to tie that in after the New York week recap and stuff like that. But um, it's an interesting fight. Like I said, I have an interesting preview. I have a, a, a bunch of different scenarios too, like I said, for um, for that fight. And I'm interested to see what the UFC will do next. Like I said, it is a log jam at 170 pounds as we speak. I mean, with Masvidal looking good. Leon Edwards is streaking. A lot of people aren't talking about Santiago Pontanibi. I was thinking about this last night when I went to bed. I mean, a lot of people are not talking about him. I mean, there was like the welterweight division pitcher, or like a pitcher of the division, all the fighters, Leon Edwards. Jorge Masvidal, Colby Covington, Kamara Usman, but there wasn't uh, a Santiago Ponzinibbio who also is streaking too. Leon Edwards also streaking. The welterweight division is very stacked to the point where you just don't know who the fuck deserves a title shot. Is it Masvidal? Is it Covington? We're off all of my thoughts on that. Let's not waste any more time. Another fight that was announced real quick before we begin. I promise we're going to begin in a second. Askren versus Maya. That's a fan favorite fight. I mean, I'm excited. A lot of people th- have been saying it's boring or that's going to be a serious snooze fest or, and all that. But give the guy a break. I mean, for his first first two fights, he's fought Robbie Lawler, George Masvidal, um, and now add Damian Maia to the list. All top 10 contenders, all legitimate champions. Now, well, in their own respective right. I mean, champions at whatever else they're doing. I mean, at, the, at, their, at their careers. I mean, Jorge Masvidal... He's on the verge of a championship-level fight. I mean, championship-level material. Ben Askren's obviously been a world champion, too, um, in another organization in Bellator. He has some notable wins over there as well. Um, and, you know, there's these guys are all champions in their own right. I mean, they're championship-level material. And each one of those guys that everyone's mentioned at 170 pounds, I do feel belongs in the championship-level fight. So let's not waste any more time, I, I promise. Like I said, let's begin. So, I mean, I'll just go um, with the list and um, just talk about this, unfortunately, just first, just so we can get it out of the way, because you don't want to end the show on a sad note. We want to end this bitch on fire. That's what we're going to do here on Kicking It with the King, folks. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode of Segments. I did, uh, like I said, I did got a lot of good feedback, a lot of good people, a lot of good families. Um, a lot of good family. The MMA family is great to me. Uh, the, obviously, podcast the uh, family of podcasters, like I said, join the movement. Like I said, anchor.fm. Download that app in the App Store, baby. That's the number one app for podcasting. I just met somebody the other day who used Anchor. True story. Not going to lie. I saw that she had a podcast. I had asked her. I said, hey, you have a podcast. Cool. And I started telling her about Anchor. She's like, oh, what? Crazy. I use Anchor, too. I was like, whoa, really? That's cool. That's awesome. I mean, it's like a worldwide app. If you're looking to start an app, download Anchor. Um, so, like I said, the recent shootings. I mean, this is nothing new, obviously, unfortunately. I hate to say it like that. And it's like, in the words of DJ Khaled, I know I'm getting a lot of hate for this, but another one. It's like, I'm not even surprised anymore. It shouldn't be like that. That's the thing. Just like relationships. Similarly to that, someone pulls some bullshit on you. I'm not surprised. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised that it wouldn't happen again. I'm not shocked. I mean, it's something that, sadly, as American citizens and worldwide citizens of the world, we're used to it. I mean, we open our phones every single day of the week. We pull up information. We see new things. Um, I pull up my phone to learn of deaths all the time. I see celebrity deaths. Or I mean, I watch fights. I do everything on my phone. The phones are everything nowadays. I mean, phones are the most important things 
to a lot of people and you don't go anywhere without seeing people with a phone. So it's a crazy thing. I look at news, I find news, I found out the news of the shootings on there. And, you know, for me, like I said, I haven't really shown prone to, you know, the pain and how this, uh, of everything of having to, you know, not deal with it because I don't have to do with any of it. It wasn't anywhere near me. I mean, the Gilroy one was like an hour and a half away from me. If you remember the Gilroy shooting at the Garlic Festival that we talked about last week. Or, and um, But, you know, it's, it still affects you all as a nation in a way. As, if you have a heart, if you can somewhat try to put yourself in those kinds of shoes, then I think you can have a better chance of being able to relate to the pain and suffering of each and every one of those people. And I was watching the news. I pulled up uh, the local station, the local news station here um, the other day, and I was just watching it, man. And I just get all teary-eyed and emotional and seeing the videos of the, the people, you know, talking about what was happening and, you know, everything that was going on at that very moment. Their lives were... Uh, shining before their eyes. I mean, them describing what the scenes were like. I mean, people just laying on the floor, blood everywhere. It's a chaotic and a really, 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 really uh, traumatizing uh, situation. And it's happened repeatedly. I mean, I was telling uh, someone this the other day. I mean, fuck, one person's death. The whole world is dead and crying and heartbroken and smashed. But you're talking about more. I said this on Twitter the other day. Follow me on Twitter at GTheKingMMA209, by the way. Get any chance to plug my shit that I can. But anyways, um, I mean, one person is terrible enough for me. I mean, I would mourn one death of one person. Done it multiple times in my life. Not personally, but, you know, these celebrities and, and all these other people. I mean, maybe, yeah, some friends and some people in my life have unfortunately passed away. Um, I don't know if I documented or nearly said that, but my own, my, my own mom has passed away and, uh, you know, it's an unfortunate thing. Uh, you know, it, 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 I love her to death and, you know, she's watching over me, God rest her soul. And, you know, those things happen. You mourn these people. These people mean a lot to you. I mean, the fact is that these people, you know, we don't know any of these people. I mean, some of the people that were affected by the shooting are people that are friends, friends are not fans but friends and family of these close people didn't know they didn't know that they weren't going to see their their best friend their girlfriend their wife their son their kid there's like a seven or six year old kid multiple people injured lots of people sent to the hospital uh, on multiple occasions on multiple like from all those different events all those different separate events people casualties everything's been reported all white shooters by the way we're not going to talk about race here. There's no. I'm not racist. I don't. I don't have racist views. I love everybody equally. But the writing's on the wall. If you look at all these guys, it looks like they all play Fortnite in their mom's basement, and they're all lost, and they're all just, you know, gave their lives away. But no, no, racism's a real thing. I do feel that it's still around a lot more than people think that it isn't. Like people think that it isn't around. I think it is around. It's just hiding in the shadows. That's why when all this stuff comes out, everyone's you know like, oh my god, this is an act of terrorism. The biggest thing that I saw was though, like, just the 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 everyone was you know pointing fingers and all that, and you know a lot of people want to talk about people from the outside of the country and stuff. But if you look at the facts, it was like someone within. There's a bunch of people that are from here. They're doing those doing those chaotic acts of terrorism. That's the thing. There's people here. There's not no Indian people or Islamic people. I mean, 
there was like a chart or something that listed like all the countries that I see on Facebook the other day, like the mass shootings, the U.S. I seen this other video too that this dude was saying that there's more, more killing or something to do with the more killings in the U.S. than in the world wars or some stupid shit. I don't know. It was, it was way more factual. If I see the video again, I'll post it. I try not to really, you know, bring myself down with those kinds of things though. Cause it's like, I don't want to sit here and harp on this. It's, it's, it's unfortunate, man. I just can't, I can't describe to you the emotions that I was feeling the other day. I mean, just seeing those people and you, like I said, having a heart for people, caring about people, man. It's, it's a tragic thing. And, you know, obviously, um, Nobody wants to have to open their phone or, or read a text message or get a phone call or read about it on the news or on your phone about something that's happened when there's a uh, loss of life. There's, there's like, I don't think there's any points in time where anything's good about the fact of loss of life. I mean, it's just one person's coward, cowardly acts and they just simply decide, okay, that's what I'm going to do. That's their motive. And they go and they just, they don't have a heart. They're, uh, they're ruthless. They'll go in there and they'll, they'll end anything and not have any remorse. I mean, there has been well-documented from how, you know, a lot of black people are treated versus white people. But, you know, it just, it's just it's the world we live in. We can't change it. We can only adapt to it and get better. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I can say. I mean, nothing I say on this podcast or ever or post about, you know, this is going to bring me to another point just in a second, but nothing I say on here is going to change what happened or bring these people back. It's not a video game. There's no restarting. It, it's just, you know, trying to get better, but there, I don't know how people could get better because damn, it's like, what, what do we have to do? Have like absolute security and just have everybody armed or like just every single area in the world just absolutely protected. Like any place of enjoyment that people are going to like, just know that you need to have more security. Is, is that what we need to do? I mean, I don't know the money. There's too much. I, mean, I don't know if there's enough money in the world to, to, I mean, there probably is, but I don't know if there's enough time and money and efforts and jobs in the world to protect everyone at all times. So we shouldn't even have to be protected. It's just like acts of terrorism, like just out of nowhere, like to terrorize people's lives. That's literally what they did. Look at all of them. They're all ugly ass people i mean look at the uh, ugly ass people with haircuts twitter actually uh temporarily locked my account because i had uh i don't know what i said i don't i forgot i think it was i said that uh, i was something about that that the, the guy that shot the church i think it's dylan roof he shot the charleston church right and i said that i would be making fun of that guy too with that stupid haircut as a joke because i feel like you can joke about that guy because if i was in a room with them along with thousands and millions probably of other people they'd probably want to kill him probably or choke him out do some nasty things not nasty as in like sexual like nasty as in i'm gonna rip your head off and send it home to your mother jesus christ i don't know if that was if i was supposed to say that but um yeah so on top of that um like i said it's, it's just unfortunate man looking at all these losers looking at that picture Looking at all the pictures of these dudes, it's like straight up losers, man. Those are the losers of America. I mean, there's less of those losers in the world than there is. If you want to look at it like that, there's a positive to that. We can make that and create positives out of negatives if you want to do it. But anyways, like I said, I, I cried my ass off of those people the other day. It's a terrible thing, uh, senseless tragedies and, you know, I can't say that it's over. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and talk about every single shooting. I mean, that's the next point I was going to get into is that, you know, there's a couple of memes I did see on the Internet. And obviously memes are meant to be funny, but this wasn't like a necessarily a fun meme. 
it was kind of like a, it was a kind of like a, like a real, like shit, that's some real shit type of meme, like, he said that every time, uh, oh shit, I just saw something hella funny, um, like, they're meant to be funny, but it's, like, a real shit meme. Like, every time there's a bombing or shooting in the U.S., U.S. citizens, there's, like, a bunch of buttons. Everything but prayers and condolences on social media or shit. Like, everybody goes and writes prayers. What's prayers? Prayers aren't going to do a goddamn thing for anybody. Just just to get that straight up. Just the facts. You got to do things. I mean, what are they going to do? Disarm America. I've seen that. Oh, have people fire back. There was one guy that did have a licensed firearm. African-American fellow. Did have his own arm and did shoot back, I think. He said something about shooting back or protecting people and carrying people out. There's a lot of people that did help and assist with those. One lady, unfortunately, passed away due to her shielding her baby. And um, her, I think her husband or her, her boyfriend or fiance or whoever, he shielded her. She shielded the baby. I think they both were injured. They were both killed with the baby survived but had minor injuries or, uh, you know, some fractures and stuff too. But... Sorry, I'm texting. I don't ever text on the show, so I apologize. But anyways, like I said, uh, we should move on from that. It's a, and it's 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 not a way to start a show off. And by this time, you guys are hearing this, you have the uh, ability to skip. But I wouldn't suggest for you to skip it if you want to be realistic about things. We've already been talking for twenty five minutes. Jesus fuck. Holy shit. But yeah, um, it's not a good way to start off a show. I mean, it, it is a good way if you really, if you, you know, you talk about things. You're open. You don't hold back. And it's a part of the plan and what you want to talk about. I mean, I feel it's important to get the way I feel out and let the world know. That's what, this podca- that's what podcasts are. It's a platform to say whatever you want, do whatever you want, and, you know, and so on. So from one tragedy to an, a victory inside the octagon for one Colby Covington. Like I said, defeats Robbie Lawler by unanimous decision. Looks good. I mean, it went the way I, I thought it would go. I have perfect pick for Lawler. I mean, perfect pick for Covington over Lawler. Excuse me. Um, I got a, a couple of other perfect picks. I did. I had a winning record overall for my bets and stuff. Like, every fight night now, I've tended to put... I don't put money on it, but there's some betting sites. Tepology.com. I just joined Verdict MMA, if you guys know what that is. I know there's a couple of you that do. Um, I learned about Verdict from a couple of listeners of the show and some people I follow on here. You know who you are, probably, if you really think hard enough. Um, And I I made some picks for the upcoming Cormier versus Miocic 2, along with... uh, UFC Uruguay as well, so I'm excited to see about that. Um, but the thing is the being divided. So I was telling um, someone, I, was, I forgot who I told this the other day, but I was like, you know, having two of those, I have topology, and I just reached over a thousand perfect or a thousand picks, right? My record's like a thousand and something. But um, like having two separate betting sites, and you picking separate people I'm like if you're doing these betting sites you better be picking the same people that's the thing if I'm gonna be betting on multiple sites I'm picking the same people that's the thing you can't have a conflict of interest though so I was like I don't know if I really want to go through with verdict 
an, an abandoned topology. I've had topology since. Uh, funny thing is, topology has been around since I uh, since I joined the sport and stuff. So I've had that since day one. So I kind of want to stay with the roots. So if you feel if you feel what I mean, but like verdicts is cool though. It'd be cool to see it. And maybe I'll bet like on the lower fight nights that I wouldn't really try to risk. And you know maybe if I get some perfect picks on there and your recognition and you know. It, it will be some good stats in my book, but I'm not too sold on, you know, on, on verdict. I mean, as I, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I mean, it's a great app. It's a fantastic app. I just have spent so much time and invested so much time in typology recently, like probably betted over the last three fight nights and stuff, pay-per-views. And now that I've been doing that, I'm going to keep that consistent, probably keep the train on. So, uh, let's not waste any time. Like we're, we're on a, we're on a time schedule here because of the anchor app only limits you to an hour and you have to stop and I don't want to stop and have to re like I don't want to stop and do slides of the show like you know you like 30 minutes 30 minutes 30 minutes and then you stop before 30 minutes I want to just flow so um we'll do that monitor time if we need to go longer we will uh but yeah like I said what's next for Colby I think a title fight I think he deserves a title fight. I think he deserved a title fight a while back after he beat Dos Anjos to win the interim title. But, you know, the whole, it got passed up for Usman. Usman fought Woodley. We saw what happened in that fight. Usman's the undisputed champion. But, you know, Colby has ties to Tyron. He has ties to Usman. He had ties to Askren. It's kind of like a little three-way logjam. I mean, Masvidal's in the mix too, but Masvidal's actually Colby's friend. As crazy as it sounds, who, I mean, if you weren't, if you weren't, if you're not a hardcore MMA fan and you don't know the sport, just imagine out of all people. I mean, you look at how annoyed Jorge was with Ben Askren and all the whole trash talk and all that bullshit and stuff like that. You would never think or suspect that Colby would be his best friend, but yet he is. And it's a serious logjam at 170 pounds. I think it's long overdue for Colby. I think he showed in this fight definitely that he is championship material, has great cardio, doesn't get tired, obviously set a record with a lot of significant strikes line. I'm not going to give you the official number because I don't give a fuck about stats too much. I like to just talk about it, if you get what I mean. I'm not like John Annex the best with those. I mean, he'll pull off the numbers right on there for you, but like he'll pull, have them right there, right on the spot, but... You know, he landed a lot of significant strikes. It was a great fight. I had the pleasure of watching it live. Um, like I said, he did perform, he performed absolutely amazing. Um, but if you go along to the side of Robbie Lawler, a lot of people said, oh, he underperformed or he threw the fight. I mean, Jesus, get out of here. Stop watching MMA. Stop watching UFC. Go to tennis or women's basketball or some shit. Don't watch fights. Don't, don't, anybody that says that, just stop it. Get off my, get out of here. Please, 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 please. Um... But you know, Robbie. Robbie just seemed like he couldn't get, get, get it going because of the fact. I mean, Colby put so much pressure on him. All those takedown attempts, all those grappling exchanges. A lot of people may think it's boring, but it really takes a lot. I, mean, I tell you, for firsthand experience, it takes the fucking energy out of you. And if you don't have the cardio to go, you know, to 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 initially, you know, execute your game plan like Colby did. If he didn't have that cardio, man, he wouldn't be doing that. And I feel like Robbie might have a better chance of winning had Colby not had cardio and been prepared for that. I mean, Robbie, like I said, is a gamer. He's been a gamer since since uh 
long, long time, like long, long day, 10 years plus, man. We've seen Robbie fight forever. I mean, Strike Force days. I mean, Elite XC, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, UFC days when he wasn't in the UFC, he came back. I mean, he was knocking people out with head kicks and knees. And, you know, we never really seen too much of that from Robbie. I mean, we have, but we never, we, we've seen him, you know, kind of not. I mean, he was on the local circuit. And he was, you know, he lost a couple fights, and you know, people weren't necessarily thinking about him nearly as a championship level fighter. I mean, you look at um, what Robbie was able to do. I mean, his fights was—he has fun fights with Nick Diaz. Um, did it? You know, what fight I would really love to see is Robbie Lawler and Paul Daly. I mean, he's fought Milton Manhoff. That was a crazy fight. Um, knocked him out. Um, I mean, came in the UFC. You know quickly punched his ticket into a world title fight and, you know, turned in some of the most amazing performances and best fights in UFC history. I mean, the fight with McDonald, the second one, it's well-documented as one of the best fights in the world. Um, the fight with Carlos Condit. I mean, he, he, Robbie brings it, man. Robbie's a gamer. So, you know, it's unfortunate to see him lose. But, you know, it, like I said, the Ben Askren fight was an unfortunate one as well. So that shows you how unforgiving the sport is. But for me, as a fan, I know it happened. 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 Ben Askren, you know, at the end of the day, record book-wise, has the win over Robbie. And, you know, I'm not going to discredit Ben for that because it was a um, it was a weird fight. Ben overcame adversity. That was the time when he came. Uh, Robbie slammed him and landed all that nasty ground and pound. Ben was able to survive. Um, then... Ben goes over to fight Mazidon. You see what happens there. But, you know, for Robbie, you know, I think he's lost like four out of his last five, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, unfortunately, like, well, fortunately for him, I feel that he's one of those guys that, you know, we put him right back in there and he's a, right back in a title pitcher or right back in an exciting fight. Because any fight with Robbie is an exciting fight. And I think that um, regardless of this loss, I think it's just a style. Styles make fights, and the style of Colby is exhausting to many. A lot of people will shut down and wilt to the and succumb to the pressure of Colby as they do Usman, as they do Khabib Nurmagomedov. All these pressurized wrestlers going in for the takedown, utilizing the clinch. I mean, guys like Damian Maya, too. These guys utilize their specialties, and that's grappling and you know, wrestling for all these guys that are in there. These ones that I just specifically named, they use that to their advantage. They exhaust people. They tire them out. And it makes it an ugly fight for somebody you never seen in that kind of position if there was people that hadn't seen Robbie in that kind of compromising position before. I mean, no one – Robbie has great takedown defense too. That's the thing. I mean, he obviously stopped a lot of takedowns as well. But, you know, if Colby took him down and wasn't holding him down, Robbie got back, right back up to his feet. I mean, did a lot of bobbing and weaving. And from the looks of it, in my eyes, I felt that he was looking to initially land a power shot and, you know, hopefully land with a Hail Mary. I did think that would happen. I did see a little bit of some, uh, you know, wild swing. And I was like, oh, fuck, like, fuck. Like, you sit up in your seat, makes the hairs on the back of your neck tingle. Like, it's crazy, man, to see uh, to see that, uh, I mean, I mean, I, did, I thought something was going to happen. Like, I thought it was going to end in, like, a knockout or something. Like, but when it came back to previewing this fight last week, we talked about um, what could happen. It was either going to be A or B. Robbie's going to knock him out. Or Colby's going to drag him into deep water and bring him into the distance, which is what he did. And uh, thank me later, guys. I know I'm going to sound cocky right now, but, hey, I called it. I said it. It was one of those two options. I don't just hate somebody because of their actions or what they do. At the end of the day, it's all about. I mean, this is this only goes for the people that 
choose to not like Colby at all and don't choose to look at the accomplishments. And what I mean by that is I've heard counterparts. I mean, heard Tyron Woodley. I was listening to Ariel Hawani's show yesterday and finishing up today. They definitely did, you know, obviously can't hate on the performance. It was a fantastic performance. Now, you can hate the the antics and stuff. The Matt Hughes thing was a little low, but from hearing what Colby said about it, Max, Matt Hughes texted Dan Lambert and said, you know, he completely got what Colby was doing, and he wasn't offended by it by any stretch of the imagination. He essentially said, Colby said that he laughed about it. Matt Hughes laughed about it. So that took me to say that maybe a little people a little bit more sensitive. Out of all the top things that I would have said in a post-fight interview, that wouldn't have been one of them. Because if you do know the story of Matt Hughes, he was on train tracks. I mean, you heard him on the Ariel Hawani show after he came on, after he had gotten in that train accident. And he essentially could have gotten killed. So a de- death isn't uh, isn't a th- anything to joke about. And almost death is nowhere near anything to joke about. So I'm completely on the side of people when it comes to that. I am a fan of Colby. I am a fan of his antics. It is pretty funny. He's pretty entertaining overall. But that one thing was uncalled for. So... I mean, obviously, other than that, he's a great promoter. I mean, if you look at the history of the sport and you look at the the amount of trash talk, I mean, you, people come to mind. You could probably count on one hand. I mean, Conor McGregor, there's Chael Sonnen. Conor McGregor and Chael Sonnen, top one, top two. I mean, you got to add Colby to that list. You know, like it or not, man, he's making some serious history. I mean, first fighter in USC history, if, if I'm not mistaken. To ever be invited, it's it's documented. There's no, there's no. He's been invited to the White House. He shook the hand of the president. I mean, he was in the White House with the president of the United States, along with the first family being there at his fight. Eric Trump and I forgot the other dude. Eric Trump and I forgot the other Trumps. Just the Trumps. They're all there in front row watching him. Not Donald Trump. He wasn't there. I think it would have been chaotic if the president was there. I think they would have needed, like, absolute security, multiple, like, probably thousands of security guards or something like that. Crazy secret service. I'm pretty sure they had something like that going on there. But, um, yeah, so it was it was, it was a great fight. It was a great night of fights. Um, some some excellent performances. Um, what was it? What was, the co- was there a co- what was the co-main event? I'm trying to think. Drawing a blank here. Oh, uh, fuck, it's slipping, it's slipping, it's slipping, it's slipping. There was a couple of bullshit picks that I picked, and I was close to being right. And I think one of them was, like, a horrible decision. I forgot the name of it, but it was a horrible decision. But that brings me to say, like, why? That's why I don't pick on undercard fights that I really don't know. I just decide to pick the top-tier fights. But I'm learning every single day about these lower-tier fights. I mean, these new guys coming in the UFC, the less well-known guys, and... um you know, I'm getting better with the picks. You know, I used to just, when I very first started, I used to just make picks based off how they looked and stuff. When I first started, when I very, very, very first started before, I was even educated on anything. But, um, yeah, so uh, for Colby next, like I said, final time is a title shot. If not, I don't, I don't really don't know, man. I don't, I think he deserves a title fight. I don't think that anyone else deserves, I mean, other than Masvidal. Leon Edwards is right there, but marketability-wise, we need to make this um, this next title fight uh, has to sell. I'm not saying that uh, I'm not saying that Leon doesn't sell. I just think that he would do better in a main event, maybe a hometown fight main event. You know, one more win in a row. I mean, look at guys on a win streak that haven't got title shots. We it's well documented in this world and sports world and and the world of mixed martial arts. Tony Ferguson comes to mind took Khabib the longest time to get a title fight. He was calling for a title fight after, I think, after he beat Rafael Dos Anjos the first time. Well, he only beat him one time, but 
other than that, I think that, uh, like I said, a lot of these guys have been chomping at the bit for, to fight for the world title for quite some time. So it's no surprise that he hasn't got one uh, title fight along with uh, Pontanibio. Also, I don't think, I mean, there was, he belongs in title fight, but I do feel like these, some of these guys do need to win a couple more. And, you know, I've said this in the past before, when it comes to the, uh, these fights and stuff, I mean, deserve versus what's going to get the most asses in the seats. You don't deserve shit in this in this sport. You don't get shit. Nothing guaranteed. You got to almost treat it like that. You almost got to treat it like that because you can be disappointed so many times and it can really crush your confidence if you're that kind of person that's really relying on one thing or, or you know, relying on getting the next title fight. I don't know. It's not guaranteed. So who knows what the UFC is going to do? I feel, like I said millions of times, in the WME, IMG, entertainment area, they're going to go most likely for a fight like that. They're going to probably go with the fight that makes the most sense, either with Colby or Masvidal. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do because I don't know if they're going to try to pin up Masvidal to fight Colby eventually because if they do go with Masvidal, then that means, you know, Colby's sitting in the wings and eventually will either fight the winner or be in a discussion, maybe one more fight than that in, then then he gets into it after that. with. But depending on who wins or depends on what they even do. I mean, Usman's a champion. I do want to see that fight. I did see them both. I mean, they cut a good promo. A lot of people didn't enjoy the post-fight interview that we saw on ESPN, but I did enjoy it. I thought it was <laughs> pretty entertaining, but uh, I could listen to that. I thought it was fun, and, um, you know, that's the fight to make next, And then, but then that leaves Masvidal in a weird place, too, so it's, you see the log jam in between. That's the thing about it, man. You, don't, you just don't know what, we just don't know what we can do. They don't know what we can, like, none of us know. I mean, I, I like to see, like, point blank, I like to see Colby fight for the world title. I mean, there's a lot of great guys. There's a huge logjam. You can't forget about Tyron Woodley as well, too. He's a former champion, last guy to hold the belt, just fought, this last guy to fought to fight the champion, Kamar Usman. And, uh, you know, he, he's doing some big things as well, and I think he belongs in the mix as well. I mean, we just got to get a couple wins in or maybe a win or two in the books, and, you know, he, he'll be right up there too as well as Robbie Lawler. It's crazy as sound. Ben Ashton, Leon Edwards, Santiago Ponzinibbio. I mean, Michael Chiesa's streaking at 170 pounds as well, and, you know, a lot of guys have moved up from 155 to 170, making the jump looking absolutely good. Fantastic at 170 pounds, and then you know that's a, the trend in MMA that some a lot of people are doing now. So, uh, okay, we're at 42 minutes. All right, Colby versus Usman, who wins? <sighs> I don't know, man. It's it's a hard decision. Now, if you want to talk about stats, I just got funny. I just got done saying I don't like stats, but you look at it. I mean, from a power standpoint and physical strong. I mean, for me. I feel that Usman physically is probably the more physical and imposing and figure. And if he has knockouts, I do feel that he has a lot more knockout power. It's just that the fights that he gets, that he's in, he has a specific strategy. And that's not the game plan to go in there and knock people out. Like, he, he is the African-American version of Khabib Ramagomedov. If you look at the fight with Tyron Woodley, he neutralized him for five whole rounds. And Woodley wasn't able to do a goddamn thing. He wasn't able to do a single thing. And that, what does that remind you of? Khabib. Khabib's a little more vicious. I mean, a lot of more vicious. He beats the fuck out of you on the ground. I mean, old Nas land vintage ground and pound. I mean, 
Usman will control you and he'll take you down, he'll suffocate you, he'll beat you up on the floor, eventually beat you in a submission if he needs to, and or he'll knock you out. I mean, he knocked out Sergio Marias. That was a nice knockout. I do feel that styles make fights. And Colby versus Usman, I think they both are very similar in a lot of ways, polished-wise, on the feet. I don't know. I feel like maybe Usman has the edge. I just I just don't know, man. We got to see this fight. I mean, Cardio-wise, we didn't see Colby shut down. I mean, he, he didn't get too busted up, if anything. And, you know, he looked good. Like, he had fresh cardio. I mean, he did a hard, a hard, uh, um, it was a hard fight, definitely. But one, one thing that he did bring up is the fact that he did beat those guys already. The guys that Kamaru beat after him, he did. He saw, he called it his, his, uh, what is it? He called it his sloppy seconds. So basically, he, he already handled those guys, and Kamaro goes and beats him. And, you know, there's a, a little argument to be made. I can I can attest to that. I can agree with that. And, you know, it's a truthful thing. He just See, I beat the fuck out of these guys, and you guys you just beat these guys, and, oh, all of a sudden, you're the man? Why am I not the man? I just beat these guys. I already beat these guys. That's the thing. That's what it's like for him. And he said that. And it makes sense, and I agree with it. But if someone put a gun to my head and said that, um, I mean, if someone put a gun to my head and asked me who I thought would win, I would say Usman. Because I don't know. Because what if someone tries to take Colby down? I mean, Dos Anjos got success with that. I pointed to that. I definitely did point. I pointed. I don't know if I said it in the last episode, but I did point to that. Dos Anjos took Covington down. But if Camaro were to strategize a legitimate game plan like that, I mean, Camaro can either knock Colby out I mean, for sure, Kamaru has a great chance of knocking Colby out. Robbie did too, but it didn't happen, you know, which shows you. But, but Robbie isn't Kamaru, and Kamaru isn't Robbie. That's the thing. So it's a completely different fight. We don't even know how this fight's going to go out. We don't even know if it's going to happen. But that's the thing. Stylistically, I don't know what's going to happen because it's such an imposing fight, and both men are absolutely in their prime. So low-key, if you're a hardcore fan of sports, of the sport, of grappling and interesting standpoint take all the politics and all the trash talk aside stylistically it's a very entertaining fight so um it's interesting to see what's gonna happen i don't have a solid pick i have to watch film i have to watch footage i, I just don't know it's probably one of those fights comparable to uh the tony versus khabib fight i just don't know what's gonna happen at the time connor versus aldo didn't know what was gonna happen this is one of those other fights in a weird way. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be like an absolute striker's paradise, but if you're a real fan of grappling and jujitsu and just wrestling and stuff, then it will be an exciting fight. I thought it was an exciting fight because Colby was able to neutralize everything that Robbie was doing. And, you know, big time Robbie Lawler, you know, a power puncher. This guy's going to finish you. He's going to knock you out. But no, he didn't. He wasn't able to do that on Saturday night because Colby neutralized him. And that was a perfect game plan. And I'm not mad at Colby for winning. So congrats to Colby. Hopefully he is fighting in a championship fight in the near future. Um, let's move along to some more fighting. This weekend, headline and UF, uh, headlined by Valentina Shevchenko. They're both, uh, will, the UFC will make its appearance to Uruguay. Um, like I said, Valentina Shevchenko versus Liz Carmouche. Liz Carmouche was a uh, part of history as well, being the first, well, being the second female part of the f biggest, biggest fight in, uh, 
women's history. The first fight with Ronda Rousey, that was the introduction of women in the UFC. She was a part of that. If you remember that fight, she had Ronda's back. She almost essentially had that rear naked choke in on her back or, you know, the neck crank. And imagine if Liz would have beat her back then. But Liz is tough. She's strong. She has great wrestling. She has her strikings come together. She's very hard. She's very tough. She has a good chin and, you know, overall just a solid competitor. Dangerous. Scary girl, for sure. She's real strong. I mean, I've watched her fight. She's very dangerous. Um, she looked good in her last fight. Um, and, you know, she's going up against a very dangerous woman in her own right, too, Valentina. I don't, I mean, you look at the word dangerous in the dictionary, you might just see a fucking picture of Valentina Shevchenko. Because that woman will fuck any of you guys up. Any of us up. She'll fuck everybody up. I mean, she's nasty, and she's so sweet and cute, and ooh, she's just so sexy. She speaks Spanish, speaks good English, sexy accent. Congrats to her sister Antonia Shevchenko by win for winning by winning her fight by submission. You know, very uh, talented young lady as well. So, both beautiful women, both killers, and an interesting fight. Interesting fight for for Valentina. I mean, if you look at her last fight, it's well documented as well. Um, knockout over Jessica I. I mean, we've never seen Jessica I in that kind of position before. So we got to see that. Um, um, Valentina has overall has <laughs> has the best skills. I mean, one of the more well most well rounded skill sets. That is, Jesus Christ, that was nice. But yeah, she has one of the most best well rounded skill sets. I mean, look at it. She's good on the feet. She's very she's very very good on the feet. I mean, very calm, crisp, relaxed, great combinations, beautiful knees, beautiful punches, beautiful kicks, beautiful pace. I mean, great cardio, vicious knockout power. Say what you want, man. It's not like she's flatlining dudes like Anthony Johnson or flatlining people like Anthony Johnson. I didn't say dudes because she's not really not, not really vouching for her to fight dudes. But I'm saying, like, as a comparison, she is vicious. She has knockout power. And... You know, and her hands and feet, and submission skills as well. The she submitted Juliana Pena off her back. I, or like, yeah, she, that was a straight armbar. That was a beautiful p submission, and the uh, way she beat down Priscilla Cachuera. I mean, fantastic performance, and she kept her composure. She keeps her composure very well too. I enjoy that a lot. She keeps her composure. Um, she's looked good, and she's a dangerous fight, man, and especially if it gets into grappling. So imagine if the fight gets into grappling. Say Liz takes her down, but Liz can be in a, de a dangerous position as well because Valentina's submission skills off her back. But, you know, Valentina has great striking as well, and she can gauge the distance. She can keep her away. I'm pretty sure she can see her coming, especially if she knows if a takedown is coming. She knows to avoid that kind of thing and, um, you know, just... You know, kind of fight her fight the way she's fought since she's been in the UFC. I mean, she's, she's made that drop to flyweight. She's looked absolutely fantastic. And she just continues to look better and really come into her own. I mean, she's she's UFC champion. She's uh, dev devastating. She's one of the best female fighters in the world. Obviously, number two in the world when it comes to pound-for-pound pound female fighters in the UFC. All respects to Chris Cyborg. Um but championship-wise, legacy-wise, what she's doing and what Amanda's doing are the top-tier things for, that women can be doing in the UFC right now. So it's a fantastic thing. I can't wait for that fight. It's an excellent fight. All right, 10 more minutes to go. In, and I appreciate you guys for joining us, joining me, or joining us, because we're a family together. It's like you get an extra dose of me every week.
I mean, it's like you get a dose of me every week, and we talk about a lot of stuff, and we relate a lot. We talk and think about a lot of the same similar things. Break it all down in a different way. I feel that I break it down really in a different, interesting way for a lot of people. I like how everyone else breaks it down, too. I mean, like I said, multiple shows. I listen to multiple shows, and they're all real good shows and stuff, too. So, um, it's like, uh... You know, it's a family of different, it's like, it's like a, a music artist. Music artist is a bunch of different music artists and, uh, um, there's like a lot of music artists and a lot of rappers and yet all these people still stand out. There's still fans that will go to see every single concert. There's still fans that will go to every single thing. Damn, girl. So sexy. But yeah, and it's like, it's a music artist. You just got to do your best and you got to stand out. It's, it's, it's easy to do it, man. Especially if you if you're if you're good and you're fluid, and you're consistent. That's the that's the best part about it. If you're consistent, you just gotta you just gotta keep working hard at it and, and do and do a lot. I mean, you just gotta keep continue to be consistent. Um, but real quick before we get out of here, I wanted to end the show on talking about the good news that I had earlier about I was gonna talk about it earlier. But we kind of lost track and like, uh, what is it? We, we lost track, but we were talking about something that was beneficial. So it's not like we, we were fucking off or anything. We were just talking about something else. We digress. I mean, when there's so much shit to talk about on a program and it's so stacked, it makes it to where it's like, it almost makes it like, it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. So what I was going to say is, yesterday I was at home laying down, you know, I think about ready to go to bed or something, and I got a DM on the Kicking It With The King podcast page, like the main page, KWTK pod on Instagram, and I had a direct message from a guy saying that, uh, well, he's a part of a company, but he wanted to, he, he asked if I would be interested, this is big, he asked if I would be interested in, uh, having my podcast put on a platform, a different brand new network or something, or a network that, you know, is building, is centering it, centering it around MMA-based podcasts, and, you know, a whole, with, with, with the, basically with a bigger audience, and, and more recognition from what it sounded like, and, um, for me, I mean, damn, that sounds, it's so exciting, that sounds so exciting, um, I'm gonna talk to him, I think, on the phone later on today to really see what it's all about, I mean, it's exciting, I mean, I love Anchor and all that, but you gotta jump at a lot of opportunities, and I'm really gonna think about it, I've really been thinking about it, so, it's not something that I'm gonna, um, like, oh, I'm gonna jump right in and, you know, boom, do right then and there, I'm gonna think, because, you know, I've heard a lot about stories and a lot of different things about networks and, you know, you being on a network, you, you're limited to certain things, you, you know, sometimes you got to kind of chill out with some of the stuff that you're saying, and, you know, I don't want to be limited or anything, I, I, I like freedom of speech, I'm very huge advocate for that, especially when it comes to podcasts and stuff, it's like my own network, but I feel that definitely what I do is excellent, and I'm focused on being the best I can be for me, for my platform, for anybody that listens, and I want you guys to enjoy each and every step of the way as we continue to progress. Great shows every single week, these last three weeks have been on fire, so I'm going to enjoy that. Um, like I said, I talked to him. It's real cool. It seemed real interesting. Checked out the website. It's really awesome. It's really cool. I mean, it seems so beneficial. Like, 
perfect scenario, this makes everything so much better. I mean, all these great shows on top of this makes things better. So I'm mean, getting our podcast on the network with more recognition. I mean, they advertise, they'll, they'll advertise your podcast. You'll get more ads. You'll get more people on there. And that's the best thing, man. I feel like that's really exciting. So um, that's a step in the right direction. We'll, we're going to see about that. Hopefully have some good news for you guys next week. Or, or, or sooner, or, and you know, that stuff, so, we have that, I'm pretty damn confident that that will go well, I mean, if anything, you could always return your original network, or you don't have to take the offers, but it's really interesting and exciting for me, and, you know, potentially, you know, throughout your career, gives you an opportunity to advance your career, make your career better, you know, kind of launch your career, because this is like a straight-up pathway, so if I really focus on this and do this, this is really going to make it a big thing, a real exciting thing, and I'm excited, man, I can't wait, but, uh, that is it for us, ladies and gentlemen. We have enough time to drop all the knowledge and drop all the accounts for you guys to follow. Like I said, I appreciate you guys for joining us here on this episode. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, ladies and gentlemen, and Twitter, same handle at G the King MMA 209, as well as my podcast page, KWTK Pod on Instagram, KWTK Pod on Twitter. Facebook account, facebook.com slash gabybaby123. This is a personal one. Don't laugh at the URL, motherfuckers. I did that when I first started at 2012. Um, facebook.com slash Gabriel the King Hernandez. Like I said, we're available on Spotify, iHeart, all the major podcast providers, more so for iPhones. If you have an iPhone, click the link in my Instagram or Instagram, Twitter bio, or if you see the links, just follow them and, uh, you know, it takes you directly to there. That's the best part about Apple. It takes you directly to where you need to go and you subscribe to there from there. So I appreciate all you guys for joining us. Um, great show today. Enjoyed every minute of it. Dropped a lot of knowledge, had a lot of fun. And, you know, I continue to continue to keep getting better and advancing. And that's all we do here on the show. So I appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week. Hopefully coming out with good news. It's more, it's more likely that there's going to be good news than there isn't. So I can't wait to share that with you guys and we'll be back next week. And also quick side note before we get out of here, we will have one more episode, one more podcast episode this later on this week. Uh, I think it's Saturday, uh, Friday. So we'll have it on Friday. So like I said, we're not, we're not completely gone until next week but as for me being solo i'm you hear that water in the background i'm gonna be i'm gonna be joined by a guest later on this week so stay tuned for that and that's gonna be exciting so like i said i'll see you guys next week